dude, it's like him with like four or five girls. Like, who, who cares? It's a cool picture. He posted himself, by the way. He like looks at it and he's like, not that one. They go to the next one and it's like worse. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Coach here. Welcome back to another episode of the Shank Happens podcast. Took a week off. We had an action-packed week, but I'm joined by my just handsome co-host. Travis from PJ News. How, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I'm refreshed. Back from Los Angeles. Feel like a million bucks. I was. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was dead tired when I returned back to Dallas. I felt like I was in a coma for a couple of days. But hell of a weekend. Lots to talk about there. Uh, it's always good to link up, see our buddies, and uh, we had a hell of a time, man. It was good. Good to be out on the yeah, West it was, Coast. It was a good trip. Like uh, prior to our last podcast that we recorded. I wasn't even planning on being there. And uh, Travis just persuaded me uh, into making the trip. And boy, am I glad. I'm glad I did. It was it was a good time, man. It was it was really awesome. You know, spent spent three or four days out there. I, I really haven't spent much time um, like along the coast or around L.A. You know, if I'm on the coast, it's normally like San Diego or you know, Monterey. Um, but yeah, it was great. I stayed at a nice little uh, double tree right down the road from the... Uh, from the Trump National Los Angeles and on the uh, LA Yacht Club and dude, it was it was a vibe. I was as soon as I showed up, I was like, dude, so glad I came, so glad I came. So yeah, that's good. an interesting that's an interesting place in California. I think like it's not like you make it that way very often. You're either down in like Orange County or you're in Los Angeles, like Hollywood area. It's off the beaten path, right? Like it takes about an hour to get there from Long Beach. It's about an hour to get to to Hollywood from there. So. A cool little spot, you know, cool little course right there on the water. Um, glad to host it there. We had perfect weather. Um, it was amazing, man, but it was cool. So like leading up to this tournament, um, there's so much work that goes into tournaments, by the way. And like a lot of people go and show up and play in these charity events or just, you know, whatever that, that's out there, like scrambles, shambles, you name it. And when I started throwing these, these events last year, I was like, yeah, I've been doing a lot of events. I've gone to these tournaments. I always look at these like, oh, hey, how can I do my own? How can I do it better? There's a lot of freaking work that goes into it. And like Tanner Beard, our boy, hits me up and he wants to throw this party the night before my event. And I'm like, dude, I'm all for it. Like you do what you got to do. And he's like, no, no, I want it to be like our event. Like we should do it together. And I'm like, oh man, I, I'm spread so thin. I'm just stressed already about doing my thing, but like I go with it. I mean, any, doing anything with Tanner is always fun, right? And Tomic, yeah. him and him and Tomic putting it together, they just crush everything that they do. And they wanted to host at his house, and that was fun, dude. Like going up there to his house, his neighborhood's super sick. Like he's got the Hope Bob Hope's estate, like right down the street, who has his own little like chipping green area right there by the lake. He's got like all these celebrities, you know, just in his little pocket, his neighborhood. And yeah, I mean, walk us through a little bit. I mean, you got some hardware that you came home with. Um, I'd love for you to tell everybody about, but Ryan yeah. was the, uh, the star guest there at the uh, putt-putt tournament at Tanner's house. Jeez. I mean, to be the star guest uh, amongst all the others there, that's a, that's <laughs> an honor. I mean, like for God's sakes, Kid Cudi showed up to this thing briefly he didn't compete in the uh, event but yeah. Kid Cudi sh showed up I just wanted to I just wanted to make sure I got that out before uh I go into the story of what happened that evening but Kid Cudi was there I shook his hand it was pretty damn cool it was it was pretty sweet a lot of other you know celebs there dude, but so so mine dude like J.R. Ramirez was there yeah and I know you were you spent some time with him I think in like the clubhouse at Tanner's house 
Um, dude, he's been like part of like my household, part of my family for the last like six months. We binge watched Power, and he's uh, you know drug dealer in Power gets killed off, and then we binge watched uh, Manifest. And yeah. it's like, dude, he's been in like all these shows that we've been watching for months. Right. And when Tanner's like, Hey, he's going to be at the party that I'm like, wait, for real? Like, like, dude, no way. Like, so it was cool. I mean, I don't really get like starstruck very often or anything like that. And not that I was like terribly starstruck by J.R. Ramirez, but I was like, dude, that is so fucking cool that he's right there. Yeah. Like at this putt, you know, and he was the coolest guy ever down to yeah. earth, like fun to talk to loves golf. Fellow, fellow lefty, fellow lefty. Belly lefty, yeah. You don't see many of those out there, you know. Yeah, yeah. He he was really cool, and it, it is funny because he's current. You know, we we're, we were watching Manifest as well, and like I will say this: Manifest, great show. Um, terrible acting. He's the best actor on the show, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. He's like the yeah. the one actor I can like tolerate the acting. Um, but even even though the acting is subpar, great show, and it was really cool to see him. And we we got to play together, um, in the uh, championship round of the putting match. But yeah, it was cool. So. You know, we showed up and I'd, I'd never been to Tanner's house, but Tanner does everything like to the nines and <laughs> yeah. you show up to this guy's yeah. house and it's, it's the ultimate bachelor pad. And if you're not familiar with uh, like one of Tan- Tanner's big accomplishments is he was the winner of Holy Moly and like the Holy Moly champions thing as well. And so he had a couple people from Holy Moly that like designed the Holy Moly course come set up a little putt putt course at his house and they'd like jammed it into this little side corridor of his house, like this little side alley. And it was, it was amazing how much creativity they had and, and like how much they actually put into just that small little space. And it was just so much fun. So, you know, we show up a lot of people, drinks, food, you know, um, Hayden Silty made some cookies that were just phenomenal. I'm not a big cookie guy, but had one of those. They were great. You know, <laughs> so, so, the cookies. yeah, the cookies, man, whew, those were good. So anyways, it, it, it was a great time. And all, while all that was going on, you know, there was tea times all day for the uh, putting tournament. It wasn't just like everyone goes at the same time. So it was cool. It had like, you know, you got to watch a couple of people come through. You got to see live scoring and uh, see where everyone was at. I was one of the later tea times. So while I was waiting, I was watching the uh, Bryson DeChambeau Cantlay playoff, which was just like electric. And it was, it was just cool being in that atmosphere where all your friends from the golf community are there and you're watching one of the best playoffs of the year. I mean, it was, it was really, really awesome. So, but yeah, it was, it was a tough little, it was a tough little putting course, man. Like there, yeah, there was, I was the first group off dude. And I had like, no, like I literally got out of my car, walked to his yeah. house, shook some hands. And he's like, Hey dude, it's your tea time. I'm like, okay. So we had Hayden was in my group. Bobby Bradley was in my group and there's a few other guys in like, I'm like, dude, I don't know how to play this course. <clears throat> you know, there's a few tricky holes there that you've got. And yeah. I ended up shooting, I think I got like a 24, mm-hmm. which I think to make the playoff, you had to shoot like a 28 or 29. Uh, or no, yeah. sorry. No, no, backwards. No, backwards. Sorry. You backwards, shot, my bad. Yeah, you had to shoot I, 24. Yeah, you had to shoot 24 to get into the playoff. I shot a 28. Yeah. Yes. And it was... Yeah, that first hole, the windmill, just like ate my yeah. lunch. Like, yeah. so the the first hole is like this wooden ramp, probably goes up about ten feet, and at the back of it is this windmill. But the windmill has all these slots, and you have to hit it perfectly timed to get it in a slot. If it goes in the slot, you're either going to make a hole in one, or you're going to make a two. It'll be right next to the hole. Yeah, everyone you would get three tries to go through the windmill. So you would go one, two, three. And then if you didn't, there was this bailout route you could take and you would hit four. Pretty much everybody was hitting four on that first hole. And 
I, I even had to hit four on the first hole, but then I went lights out the rest of the round. I had a hole in one on the, there was only seven holes or se- yeah, seven holes. And, uh, I got a hole in one on the fourth hole and I uh, made a couple twos here and there. And I was like, I gotta be right in the mix, you know? And I ended up shooting a 22, which was actually tied for the lead, um, with, uh, Aristotle. He shot 22, I believe as well. And then, uh, yeah, they took the top five, uh, scores and that was the championship round. And, uh, so it was me, Aristotle, um, Bobby Bradley, Jr., and then Jeff Schultz, who's also an actor that I love. Like if anybody's watched, uh, she's out of my league. He plays, uh, the girl Molly's ex foot long. He's the pilot. Fucking amazing. (laughs) He's also, he's also in like wedding crashers very briefly. He was like, what part is he in wedding crashers? So like the very first wedding that they go to crash where they actually meet the, um, I forget their last name, but that family, um, the Clearies, I think is what it was. Okay. There pretty good. And it was like the Claire Cleary sister was getting married and you know how she was like kind of laughing at their vows and stuff. It was, it was just that couple. So it was very, very brief that they were in the movie. Okay. And, um, yeah, so it was, it was pretty funny, but Anyways, Jeff's Jeff's uh, was in it as well, and um, so we all teed off, and I got through the first hole with a three, which was amazing because everyone else went through the first hole at a six. So made, I was already yeah, starting made a six, yeah. right? So I was already three strokes ahead. Um, then I made a two on the next hole, phenomenal two. Made another two. Then I made a hole in one on four again, and I was the only person to make a hole in one on that hole. And you did it twice. I did it twice, <laughs> which was wow. great. Very lucky, I, I will say. I, I just, just you know, hit it, hit and hope. Uh, so I got through, and then on the last hole, it was um, I was at I was only at a fifteen, so I was hitting sixteen on the last hole. Best score leading up to this was a twenty-two. So worst I could make is a six, and um, I think Tanner had to make a five in order to win or to tie me. He had to make a five to shoot a uh, 21 and he ended up making a six. And then I just had to walk. I didn't have to hit play the last hole. It's pretty sweet. So I got wow. this, uh, I got this trophy right here. There you go. First place. Look at that. White Inaugural Buffalo. champ. Yeah. White Buffalo Springs uh, <laughs> country club, you know, Love powered it. by PJ meme. So it was good to get the hardware Tanner. Thank you uh, so much for holding the great event. And um, <laughs> I'm sorry that it really came down to me and you. I know you really wanted to win your own event because it's such it's that's just your style. But I, I couldn't let you walk away with this one. But but yeah, it was I'm good. sure that he's happy that you won if it wasn't him. So he said no, that, that was, multiple times. <laughs> yeah, that was a dope event. It was fun. Everyone had a good time. And then we kicked things back uh, to the, the PJ memes challenge on Monday. We went out to Trump National in uh, Palos Verdes. Weather was awesome. The, the venue is awesome. We had such a good turnout. We had so many good people uh, there. I mean, your crew was legendary. You had Jeremy McGrath riding with you in your cart. Bobby Bradley, yep. Tanner was there. Um, I had my regular crew with, uh, with Taylor, Yost, and Mason. And then just so many good people like that I hadn't really seen in a long time. Um, haven't really been out to California in a while, but had just such a good turnout of like, we had like a lot of Instagram people. We had some celebrities. We had um, freaking uh, ex baseball players and, you know, football player. I mean, we had so many cool people there. It was competitive. Um, the course played, I think pretty easy that day. Cause there was like no wind. It's relatively short course, um, playing in a scramble, you know, you're going to have one or two people that find a good spot in the fairway. So the winning score was uh 21 under, which 
a lot of people were like, oh, pissed off about it because the candidates guys had a good team. They had two long drivers. They were playing with like five players, though, which is bullshit. It was like funny. They yeah. they were complaining the most about someone cheating, but they had like five or six <laughs> players on their team. So I was like, Classic. okay, guys, like if you won, I would have had to deal with more shit probably. Um, mm-hmm. But what's funny is the team that won, if you look at them, no one knows who they are, right? They're not like Instagram people. They're not pro golfers. They're not long drivers. Um, everyone looked at them and they were like, oh, they're cheating. Well, Yost uh, played with one of the guys – uh, a month or two ago and the guy shot a 62 they were playing in the same group and he shot a 62 yost right. that day like shot like a 74 he's like this guy is insane so obviously if you have someone who's capable of going that low playing in a scramble it's like you playing with like louis gagne like you know it's like yeah. he's gonna he's gonna go low so i don't know it made me feel better hearing that story um because it's always tough to like control the cheating or anything but at the end of the day for me as the host it's all about the experience, people having fun. I felt like this event had more activations. There were more actual um, sponsors that were there doing things with the players, which is always cool. They get more value. Um, I think the players get more value. And, you know, we're trying to raise money. And this event, we had the most uh, we've raised. We raised 38000 for Play Yellow for Kids, which nice. put us over 100000 total. So that was awesome to hit that milestone. But it really helped. We did a silent auction. Um I reached out to a lot of like my tour friends and I get it. Not a lot of them want to go do stuff because they still have obligations. They couldn't fulfill through like COVID with doing like playing rounds or caddy stuff. But Jason day, who we're going to be with this next week at his foundation event, you know, is paying it back. He's going to do, he did a caddy um, thing where someone's going to caddy for him in a pro-am. We had Pat Perez going to play a round of golf with me and two people. And then um, same with Max Homa. So we had those cool things. Talamore Resort donated another stay and play package, which is awesome. Um, they're super great to work with. Um, and then we had something with uh, a resort up in Northern California. So yeah, it was like 23,000 of that 38 came from the style auction, which was really cool. Wow. So, That's so um, you know, and I hadn't done that before, honestly, like I'd never thought about it. I've reached out to some of these guys, but now that that's, that worked so well. And so last minute, I'm like, dude, I'm going to do that every time, like just to expedite this, this number. I mean, I, I want to look back in like a year or two and be like, yeah, we've raised over a million bucks. Um, yeah. Cause a hundred thousand is a shit ton of money and I'm super proud of it, but to get to a million would be, would be sick. So yeah, hopefully awesome. just get some more Congrats. stuff donated and, and go from there, but it was fun. It was glad. I'm glad that you made it out and glad it's over though, dude. I I'm, got back <laughs> tired. It's just been Chilling. I went out and played golf today for the first time since I've been back and uh, was like played lights out too. I shot, I was two over through 12 holes and I like was playing so good. Like I felt like I could not miss a fairway. I couldn't miss a green. And then I made a nine on a par five. See, this is so typical of you, Travis. Like, I feel like we've, I feel like I have the same conversation with you. Oh dude, I was playing lights out. It's like even through 10, you know, a couple over through 12 and then, and then I had a nine. (laughs) <laughs> well, but it was the easiest par five on the course too. Like it was wide open off the tee and I bombed it down the middle. Like uh, I, so I, my, my driver broke in LA. Like I reached, oh, wow. I reached out to get my, my, uh, my club and like the shaft cracked. And I was yeah. like, okay, it must've kind of got jacked up on the airplane or something. But uh, so Keith at Trump gave me a demo driver. It's a rad speed X B or whatever. And I, yeah, yeah. And, 
dude, I hit that thing like so good. Like my trajectory is a lot lower. I like can't miss a fairway. I'm getting rollout. I'm like, okay, I'm getting like an extra 20, 25 yards. And yeah, um, I'm like, holy shit. So I bombed yeah, my drive on this par five, best, man. Is that what you, is that what you're swinging? Yeah. I swing the XB. So okay. good. So I'm, I hit, I hit it right down the middle and I'm like, it's, it's a par five. Like, even though I really hit one of the best drives of the day, there's like no chance of even getting anywhere near the green. Cause I have, you have to like cross this Creek or whatever. So I've got like 200 yards to this like landing area. And then it's probably like a 50 yard pitch shot or something. So I step up and I just, I have my four iron in my hands and I'm just like, I'm just going to kind of like swing easy on this and just get it up there. And I pretty much shake, almost shank it, but it just, it goes into this pond that has no business. Like you have no business hitting your ball over to where this pond first, is. First, and my ball, fucking, first ball ever. in that. Yeah. Pond. Like the, the guys in there, like, well, who the fuck hit this? But I, I'm like, I'm in the pond. So I have to drop. And I'm like, I cannot believe I just did that. I'm like heated. I dropped my ball and all I have is like, 90 yards out to get to the green and I just stab at it and kind of hit it fat and then hitting in the, the Creek before the green. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So I just blow up dude. But I, I made a nine and I picked up and the, the next two or three holes, I made two or three pars in a row and I was good. But then I just kind of went on a little buggy trip, but like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm happy with where my game's at. I'm going to Bandon uh, in like a week and a half. So jealous. And, I'm, I'm bringing my game together. So, so it is what it is. So, but yeah, we're, we're back in the grind. So we're getting this podcast going. Ryan and I are actually heading to Columbus um, this weekend on Saturday. Saturday. That's Jason yeah. Day's foundation event. So brighter days foundation. I went last year and I didn't get to play. Cause I was like the social media guy mm-hmm. and which was cool. I mean, I got to go around to all the different holes and talk to the players that were, that were there and stuff, but this year they're like, dude, you should just play and have fun and you know, do your thing. And it was cool. Cause they were like, bring, bring some of your buddies, which, you know, you're going to come. Mike Mason's going to come. Um, Bryce Butler's going to come. Chantel McCabe's coming. Um, yeah, we got some good people. So, but dude, double Eagle, uh, golf club, um, super private. We're probably going to get around it on Sunday. If you're listening to the pod and you have a good connect on, in columbus and you want to host us or something like that we'll probably be all open ears for that um hook it up hook it yeah, up hook, hook it up we're trying to get on muirfield village but that's going to be tough i think so that'd be that'd be sweet yeah I, i'm excited man it's going to be a good one i'm i'm even doing a, a little like a little 15 minute trick shot show for everybody so uh hopefully jason yeah. days there there he's watching because i got a Dude. challenge for him i can't wait to bring him out we're gonna do this is what i do with the tour pros this is my favorite thing and this is what okay. i did uh i did this in uh in reno a couple weeks back but like tour pros tend like if you're doing trick shots in front of tour pros they just for whatever reason feel the urge to get out there and like show like what they can do it's kind of mm-hmm. funny it's cute it's cute really so cute. i'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> so i'll be like all right i'm gonna challenge uh jason day to a uh short drive contest and you got to tee the ball up. You got to make a full swing. You got to make contact with the ball, and whoever hits it, the shortest wins. And if he beats me on that, then he's then he's officially the greatest because I'm I'm a I'm a champion when it comes to short drive. I'm a short drive champion. Right. It's yeah, it's pretty good. I've perfected it. What's your distance so, on that? Like 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 average so distance I, on that? Well, it's hard to it's hard to get an average. Uh, when I did it in Reno, I I hit it six inches, six inches full swing full swing barely made contact with the ball and it was fully teed up when it's on the ground much easier 
You can yeah. actually hit it backwards because you can just stab it in the ground, but te- teed up really tough. And the other Torpros did it, probably hit it like 100 yards. The other one hit it like 70 yards, something like that. You know, pretty good, respectable, yeah. but six inches, dog. That's uh, that's the, that's the six inches is the sweet spot. Let's be honest. Very, I'm very familiar with that with that length. So, <laughs> oh plus man, plus yeah, four. it's good stuff. Plus I'm, four. I'm, plus four. Yeah, minus four. Yeah. Plus four. No, that's gonna be awesome, man. He, dude, he, first of all, he's like the coolest dude ever. Like, I I met him with you the first the US time at Pebble. Yeah. Yeah, and he was super cool to all of us, and I was like shocked about that because his his wife was always really cool and like would just message funny stuff every now and then. And I was like, oh, these people are cool, you know. But you know what, like Jason's like because he's like Jason's like has no presence on social media. It's like all yeah. ads, um, and he doesn't do anything, so you don't really know what he's really all about. Um, he looks like a good dude, but he's he's awesome. So there's some other. Uh, I think Kevin Chappell's going to be there. Last year, Bubba was there, um, which it was kind of awkward with him around, to be honest with you. So all around, I think it's going to be a good crew. I think we're going to have fun. I can't wait to see that, dude. I'm, I think uh, I think yeah, he'll impress you. I bet he does something. I bet he comes out and does something good, but there's no way he can pull off six inches. Yeah, six inches would be incredible. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. I'm excited. It's for a good cause, too, and the Brighter Days Foundation and – yeah, man, it's. It, I'm really excited that that I get to be a part of it. So yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, Saturday to to Monday, quick trip, but uh, it'll be a good time, man. Yeah, so I'll post stuff like th- while we're there, and like um, probably this week about some of the stuff on like the silent auction. So they do a silent auction um, as well. It has a ton of awesome stuff, including like experiences and trips. Some of which includes Jason or other pros. Um, some of it's just stuff that you can just do with yourself or family. Um, but there's some ballers that go to this thing, man. I'll tell you what, like last year when I was there, I was feeling a little saucy. I had some drinks and I was like, all right, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to donate on, I'm going to bid on some things. The whole Jason (laughs) day, uh, caddy thing came up where you could caddy for him at the Memorial. And I was like, dude, I, I want to just go to that tournament one day anyways. It just looks so sick. Right. And you know, Jason's you know, from the area. He's probably going to be paired with some cool people anyways in the pro-am. So I'm like, dude, I'm going to bid on that. Like, and I told myself that night, I was like, I'll go up to five grand. Like I, wow. I just, I had this number in my head. I'm like, I'm going to go up to five grand. If I win, it's going to suck paying five grand to go carry someone's fucking golf bag, but it would be really cool. And yeah. it went for $27,000. See, that makes sense to me. That's, that's <laughs> a like, ton of money, but like, Think about like what people pay to play in pro ams, right? Yeah. Like that's that's one thing, right? Playing and it's great and that's fun. But like to get to carry like Jason Day's bag, I almost think that would be more fun than playing personally. Like yeah. first of all, I don't want to play golf in front of Jason Day at Murrayfield. I don't. I yeah. I don't want that. I don't want that pressure. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I I but I would love to to walk with him and watch him play firsthand and just like you know, like, like hit, hit the spot. Like he's at a certain yardage, you get it. And, and you, you got the club ready before you even ask. And he's like, good job, mate. That would, that would be dope. <laughs> that's, that's, the 27, that, right. that's, that's a $27,000 moment right there for sure. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And, but I mean, obviously the charitable aspect of it, it's probably going to boost the price a little bit. And of course they're going to hype it up, but dude, like that's, that makes sense to me. Like, I don't think five grand is even close dog. You're gonna have to step it up this time. <laughs> no, well, yeah, no. Now I know I'm just going there for fun. There's no way I can win anything. Um, 
Yeah. Like I was just shocked that like the, the group that sponsors this tournament is actually from Dallas and they brought in a shit ton of people. They're the people that are going to have the party for on Saturday night. Yeah. And they were the one, like the CEO of that company was bidding on everything that was coming up. I was like, geez, like, I mean, this was like all big stuff too. So it, at the end of the day, it was, it's a good event. It goes to like multiple charities um, that Jason and his family support. So it's cool. It's kind of all spread out, which I like to see too. That was pretty cool. Um, but awesome people last year, Urban Meyer was there and I got to talk to him because he was coaching at Utah when I was, when I was living there and coached actually a yeah. couple of my friends. So we, we were talking about Utah football and him helping put that on the map. And you have like AJ Hawk there and just some like Ohio legends. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be a good time. So we'll have a lot of content yeah. I'm sure between us and some of the others that will be there, but check, take a look at the silent auction. If you want to drop some money on some cool prizes, there'll be plenty of that stuff going on for sure. Yeah. And because of all this, I, I wonder, I mean, we could try to get a pod going, but I think all the fun's going to happen really on, you know, throughout Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So we'll probably try to get a pod done Tuesday for you guys and try to get it out uh, Wednesday or Thursday. So it'll be a little late, but um, you know, we just want to be able to recap it for you guys and, and let you know what went down. It's going to be good. So yeah, stay tuned we'll probably that. get some pretty cool guests out of it too, just with who's going to be there and, and stuff like that. We'll, we'll have Jason on at some point as well to talk about some stuff. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, but yeah, dude, other than that, man, we got a lot of stuff cooking. We've got a lot of stuff. PGA tour, obviously the season came to a conclusion and we've got some, uh, some stuff brewing here with the Ryder cup, um, coming here in a couple of weeks. So why don't we, yeah, uh, why don't, yeah, yeah, let's just jump over to the first tee. Head, and let's, head over to the first tee, baby. And let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the old tour championship. So it's been a minute since we potted, uh, got on the pod, but it's been a minute since we potted. That's what, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> it sounds like we, you're saying parted with an accent. I'm yeah, sorry. It is. It is. <laughs> well, so, you know, you were alluding to this playoff with Bryson and Patrick Cantlay and, uh, you know, obviously going into the tour championship with Patrick winning, you know, he had the 10 under, you know, round going or score going into this event. We'll get into the format here in a minute um, and our thoughts on it. But obviously you always like the East Lake, uh, the tournament at East Lake. It's always fun. Um, there's yeah. always, there's always a lot of drama. Um, the course it's weird. Like some days it can play super easy and other days it's just a huge test to the guys. Um but overall, it was a pretty entertaining tournament, and there were a lot of names at the top that I had a lot of interest in. Um, I'll be first to say I'm not a Patrick Cantley fan at all. Um, yeah. I've met him like three times, and it's not been a good experience every single time. Um, I like literally had an entire full interview that I did with him, and none of it ever saw the, the light of day because it just went so bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, tell not us a about fan. It. Why not? not a fan of that guy. I mean, I okay, I, I will. I think, so I, I think that people would love to. I've I've heard this story, and trust me, I think this is podcast worthy. I mean, it's nothing bad. I think, yeah, talk about it. No, I mean, listen, I don't know what happened. I mean, it was like, well, so like for people, when I say I've met him three times, Ryan and I, so we went to Pebble Beach together in 2019, and we had the coolest experience ever. We got lost in the parking lot, and mm -hmm. we ended up going to this. This oh, lot, yeah. like, yeah, we like stumbled to this lot and we're like, okay, here's an entrance. And so we go to it and the guy's like, you're in the wrong place. And we're like, well, what do you mean? Like, here's our passes or no, we didn't even have passes. We were still going to go get the passes. Yes. And we're like, well, we're with Lexus 
and we're here to work the tournament. And he's like, okay, well, let me make a phone call, verifies all of our names. Sure enough, we have these passes like at will call, but we're in the wrong place. We're at the player entrance. And so the fact that I don't even know how this happened, to be honest with you, it's, it's absolutely insane, but yeah, we're, we're at the player entrance. This guy makes a phone call. He verifies our names and he lets us in and he says, listen, you cannot come back through this area, but I'm going to put you through, you go this way and, you know, told us kind of how to get to where we needed to. And that was that, but our, the pass he gave us, gave us back access to come through that way to leave. Yes. Yes. But we didn't know really what we had. Like that just happened and we didn't really know like player entrance. Um, we had no idea. So we're all just kind of sitting there doing that. Yeah, because by the time what. we had, had arrived, all the players were already there. Like everyone yeah. was already on site. So it just was kind of like a ghost town in that little area. We didn't we didn't know. So we just walked to the tournament and got to where we had to go. Well, but before we walked that before we passed through there, we were kind of like just huddled up for a minute. I don't know if we were yeah. like game planning or what we did, but then we saw Fluff walk by, remember? And mm-hmm. we're like, oh, hey, there's Fluff. And then we saw like another caddy, and then we saw a player, and we're like, is this the fucking player area? And then we like put two and two together. It was. And like literally players are walking right by us, and that's where I first met Cantley. He walks right by me, and he had just won the memorial like a week or two earlier. Mm-hmm. And I just gave him a congratulations. I said, Hey, congrats on the big win. Um, you know, that's awesome. Good luck this week. He looks at me like I just like murdered his dog or something. Like it was like the <laughs> worst stare. He made me feel like awkward, like, you know, weird fanboy that was, you know, since thirties or something. It was just super weird. Yeah. I, it's happened, you know, I mean, I don't say it's happened a lot, but like, I understand how these players like can be, you know, they can have a bad day. They can have something going on in their life. Like they don't want to just stop for every person that says congrats and this and that. So I, I like to take that stuff with a grain of salt and just move on. And I don't judge like that person for that moment. Although a lot of people do, right. They like have one bad experience. They're just like, fuck that guy, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, so I'm like, whatever. So fast forward, like three or four months later, um, I'm in Abu Dhabi for this ter- tournament, the European tour. And they had three Americans come over, Patrick, Brooks, Kepka, and Bryson DeChambeau. And part of my role that week was to interview those three extensively and do some fun content with them and then interview all the other players as they were coming through, like in the practice round and stuff like that. And we got amazing content with everybody. Okay. And one of the things that we talked to, I was talking to these guys in Dubai that, that hired me to come there, like for, for weeks leading up to it to like make sure the content was, was good. We were prepared. It was also like in compliance with the Abu Dhabi sports council because it's very like, it's pretty straight laced there. You know, they don't want it Mm -hmm. to be too racy or anything. So the one thing I said, I was like, I don't have a lot of content on Patrick Cantlay. Like, like I've got a few memes that are kind of funny, but other than that, I don't have anything because he's not very interesting. He's not a very interesting player. Not really talked about, um, so yeah, so I had to make I had to make some memes about this guy. And the the big shoot that we had was it was called Meme Vault. And we started with Brooks. And I had five memes or so that I had created. And we were me and Brooks were standing next to each other and I was showing them to him and we were just laughing about it. It was just about getting yeah. their reaction and then my story about how the meme 
was created and what my thought process was on it or whatever. So the one with Brooks was great. We did one with Bryson. It was great. And Patrick comes in last. And like the first meme was a picture I took off of his actual Instagram page. It was of him. I used it the other day too. It was just him with his shirt unbuttoned. It looks like a weekend at Bernie's picture. Yeah. He's got all these girls around him. Um, and I was like, live look at Patrick Cantlay doing something or whatever. And it was, you know, it was, it was like, dude, it's like him with like four or five girls. Like who, who cares? It's a cool yeah. picture. He posted himself by the way. So that's the first one I do. And he like looks at it and he's like, not that one. And I'm like, what do you, what? And he goes, yeah, not that one. Next one, please. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I look at the guy behind the camera and I'm like, okay. So I go to the next <laughs> I go to the next one and it's like worse. It's like, cause like, <laughs> like this guy, like doesn't like, oh like smile God. ever. Right. He's always just stone faced. And so I did the whole like wheels on a shopping cart be like, and it's like, I did three pictures of Cantley like just not smiling. And then I did one, the last one of him <laughs> smiling. And then like, I like had, I found myself explaining the meme to him. I go, have you seen these memes? Then he goes, I haven't actually, I haven't seen that. And I go, Oh, okay. I'm like, well, I mean, you're like so serious all the time, like on the course, like <laughs> dialed in, you know, I'm like trying to like build them up and make it sound good. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm like, oh my God. And like, I think I can't even remember the other ones, but I went through it and it was just so fucking painful. And at the end, I like, I'm like, Hey man, thanks for your time. And like shook his hand and he like had no emotion. Like it was, I don't know. It was, it was just super awkward, but uh, right before that happened though, that morning, he like, didn't know who I was obviously, but he came into the clubhouse and he had like an entourage with him. And he was like, where's, where's the locker room? Like, and he was like mad that no one was there to greet him. And I'm sitting there like getting a cup of coffee or something. And I I'm like observing what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I like walk, I knew where the clubhouse was. I was just, or the locker room or whatever. I was just in there. So I just, I went up to him and I'm like, Hey dude, it's over here. You just, you just take a left and then another left and you're there. And he just like, looks at me again. Like I just ran over his dog or like <laughs> banged his wife or something. Like he was such a dick dude. And I was like, that, at that point I'm like, all right, I'm done with this guy. Like seriously enough's enough. And so now I see him in contention or whatever. Like I have no, like, like interest in him winning or being successful whatsoever. Yeah. And it, dude, it's so, it's tough, man, because you know, I, I feel like, you know, if you're if you're in a setting and you're talking to, you know, your peers about people on tour and, you know, your bad experiences with people and, you know, sometimes you'll be like, man, that's so shocking. Like, uh, I wouldn't believe that. But like Patrick Cantlay is like the guy where it's like, I, t- I totally get it. I totally believe it. Like he that you can just see it in his face. You, you, you not even on the golf course. If I just met that guy in person and, and or like just walked by him, I'd be like, that guy's a dick. Like, I just, like as soon as he walked by me, you can just tell. Yeah. And you know, I've, I've had bad experiences with, with players. Um, you know, like I had a terrible experience with Phil Mickelson, like the cringiest, I don't even want to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it, but <laughs> just, just like we, we probably can't talk about it, but anyway, so uh, I was like, it was at the U S open and I was so excited to like talk to him. And then I got like, I got like, they were like, get out of here. You know, like it, 
it was wow. rough. It, I can't really talk about it because it, it involves somebody else and I'm not sure they'd be comfortable with me sharing the story. But anyways, you know, and it's like, God damn, like I idolized that motherfucker my whole life because I'm left-handed. It's Phil Mickelson. Like even, even people that aren't left-handed idolize Phil Mickelson. But it's like, okay, you know, I've heard some other stories about him being a dick and and that's okay. Maybe, maybe he is one at times. And, but when he's on the golf course, he's so good for the game and he does do mm. a lot of good and he puts a lot of smiles on people's faces. So it evens out. And it's also like, you know, you never know what's going at the end of the day, they're all human beings. and You never know what's going on in their personal lives. Um, when you do have that run in or when you are, you know, finally able to have the opportunity to meet one of these guys. And, you know, it, I, I've I've heard stories of people being like, oh, that guy's a dick. But then I've met the person. I'm like, no, that guy's great. You know, yeah, like, like Brooks. Like Brooks for me, like, I'll uh, dude. My time with him was amazing. Like, yeah, see, my interview with him was clutch. Um, he was awesome. He did good, good with me, good with the camera. And then when I walked the course, because the European tours really open with you, like getting inside the ropes and like walking with the players and everything. And like, so I. I took full advantage of that opportunity because I didn't, I, I haven't had that opportunity since then. And at the time I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever get it again. So right. I'm like, I'm going for it. Cause I, I asked like twice, I'm like, can I really go in here? And they're like, yeah, like the badge I had gave me those credentials. So Brooks is like <laughs> 10 feet away from me hitting a 150 yard shot. And I'm just like behind him to the left, like kind of like almost like his caddy, you know, right. Watching right. him hit the shot. And then after he hit it, I'd like, be walking kind of shoulder to shoulder with him. Right. And then when we went up on a tee box, we were like, we had to go up these steps and it was like kind of like a little elevated Island tee box. And it was like the three, or the three players was Shane Lowry, Tommy Fleetwood and, uh, and Brooks and their caddies and like me and like a couple of camera people. Yeah. And that's when Brooks was like, Hey, what's up, man? So how long are you going to be here? You know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, what are yeah, you doing right awesome. here? Like, That's so and cool. he was just coming off like a streak of like three birdies in a row and shit. Like you'd think he'd be dialed in and stuff. And at the time he's world number one too. Like this isn't him. Like, I mean, it was just cool. I was like, dude, yeah. Awesome guy. I couldn't even believe it. Um, yeah. I actually have a, I have an opposite story though of you with Phil Mickelson. Like I got to meet him in 2015 and I had a little bit of a cheat code though. Um, okay. I went to the masters with Ashton Casper, who's uh, one of my good buddies and his, his grandpa's Billy Casper. Yes. And that year Billy died. And when you're a master's champion, you get um, a lot of like clubhouse badges for your family and stuff. And you get a ton of like, you know, regular like field passes and stuff as well. But after you pass away, you only get like one butt badge, you know, for your spouse. So now like his late wife will be able to go to the masters and hang out at, under the, you know, the tree and, you know, the tents and stuff like that, probably like socialize with some of the other wives and, and whatnot. Um, and then like his grandkids and his, his kids or whatever, they can go and like attend the masters, but they have to be out on the, the course. So that year when Billy passed away, Ashton reached out to me and was like, Hey, I've got this really great opportunity. If you want to come to the masters with me, I can get you a badge, a clubhouse badge. You just have to donate. Like it was like 3000 bucks or something like that to my grandfather's foundation. I'm like, dude, yeah. Like, um, and at the time I didn't really understand what a clubhouse badge meant. Um, I wasn't like as savvy in the golf world as I 
am today and know people and stuff, but I, I knew like all the players, I knew the masters, like I wanted to go. So I made it work. Little did I know I was going to be like inside the clubhouse by the trophy, you know, in the locker room, in the media room, like under the freaking tree, like just all this stuff. It was the most incredible experience of my life. And Ashton, he's met a lot of these guys, but there was a rain delay on Tuesday and all these players were coming in on, like under the tree and into the clubhouse and stuff. And we got to meet every single player except for Tiger Woods that week. And he got to just like, it was amazing. He'd be like, Hey, look, I'm uh, I'm Billy. Ca- I'm Ashton. I'm Billy Casper's grandson. That's it. After that, all these people put down everything that they were doing and just like gave to him his undivided attention and like mm-hmm. talked for like five minutes or so. And like told a story about Billy or, it was nuts. And Phil um, was like racing upstairs. Like there's a little, like on the side of the clubhouse, there's like these stairs that go up to the second level. And he was racing to go up there and Ashton just stopped him and said that line. And Phil just like, he looked like he was running to go somewhere like super important or something. Mm-hmm. And he just stopped everything he was doing and talked to us for 20 minutes and was like the coolest guy ever. And then like, he asked me, he's like, Hey, are you, are you, part of the Casper family as well. And I'm like, no, I'm just here with them as friends. And it gave me a moment where I'm like, Hey, I'm like, I'm not going to lie. Like I never was like a film, like a big Phil Mickelson guy. I'm like, I think you're great. I'm like, but I was in Cincinnati last year for the chargers game. And I saw that you were up there, you know, at the game. And I'm like, I couldn't believe that you're a chargers fan. And then we started talking chargers football. It was like super cool. And like, now I'm like, now that he's on social media and he's like showing his personality, I love it. But my experience with him was phenomenal. And yeah. like, I'm super happy with that, but like, it sucks when like you, ha- you have a moment where it's not so great and you're just like, will I ever get a moment again to see what the guy's yeah. like or not, you know? And it goes back to my point, like my run in with him, I actually had two little like things happen in the same, it was during us open. There was two times that it like just didn't go good. And <laughs> like, I did find out he was having some like personal stuff go on in his life that I don't think he was too psyched on. And so it made sense, but like, you know, during the U S open, I mean, I had, you know, the credentials that get you everywhere. Like there's nowhere you can't go. And, you know, I'm on the range and I'm creating content for USGA. And so I'm following players. Like I'm like literally right up on Tommy Fleetwood's bucket of balls as he's walking to the range, getting this cool slow-mo shot. And I was like, this cool. He's like, yeah, man, cool. Like, it was dope. And you were on the range. I was talking with Patrick Reed. I was talking with Bryson. I was talking with DJ. I was talking with everybody while they're hitting balls on the range at the U S open. Like this is a major, these guys are trying to get locked in, but so many of them are so personable. So I'm like filming every player and getting all these like iconic swings uh, for this like quick story piece I'm doing. And so I get to fill and I'm like behind them, not even close. Like I'm, I'm punched in. So I don't even have to be close and I'm getting these like swing videos and then he like says something to uh, his guy. I forget his guy's name. Older guy, real tall. And and I'm not even there for like a minute. And the guy walks over and he's just starts putting his uh, hand in front of my camera. He's like, no, 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 stop. He doesn't like that. And I'm just like, okay, well, you know, I guess I'll stop then. But then I just kind of moved over a little bit and took him from further away. But I was getting these like cool down the line videos. And I was just like, dude, like, what do you mean he doesn't like that? This guy, everyone does this to him all the time. Yeah. And I'm actually here doing it because it's my job, you know? So it's just like, 
<clears throat> I, I didn't get it. And, you know, it, it, that rubbed me the wrong way. But the, the other p- thing that happened was a little more hardcore and intense and more personal. And they're just kind of like more, it was directed right at me. And it, it was just, I didn't even do anything wrong, but it was just like, yeah, we'll have to get that story Hard. offline. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. So uh, it's, a, it's a good one, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it's good to see, you know, some guys, you know, out there doing good for the game, but back to the topic of Cantlay and this tour championship, I mean, you know, could have, I, I would have preferred to see someone else get it um, just for the, the good of the game. But, you know, guy had an amazing season. You can't knock him. He's a phenomenal golfer. Um, he, he really is pretty unshaken out there. He's got such yeah. a strong personality and so much focus and, he's consistent man and he's putting he's putting was so good you know this week and you know last week especially um during that playoff with bryson i mean dude it all came down to like putter for bryson bryson wasn't putting and cantley was and he won and then that win going into tour championship i mean pretty much solidified it with this new format but mm-hmm. you know it was uh it was pretty gnarly it, was, a, it, it yeah. was fun to watch i gotta say that final round was actually really fun to watch and it was good to see um rom making a, a push and like dude rom was just like oh man i was getting so frustrated with this putting he was on on like the edge all day all day I know. I so know. many damn pars listen my take is this i i like i said i don't like patrick Cantley, but like the cards he was dealt this year he just took them and ran with them and he yeah. crushed it i mean he had multiple wins um he played well in big moments all that stuff but the reality of it is, is this, the whole situation that went down at Muirfield where John had to withdraw after his like six shot lead going into Sunday really came back to, to haunt him again here at Eastlake, you know, and I think yeah. we all kind of realized that it would, um, but it really did. And the fact that it came down between those two is probably like the tour's worst nightmare. And honestly, yeah. I'm quite surprised it hasn't been talked about more um out there i've seen more of it just like in the comments yeah. section in the comments it's 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 all you see yeah but at the end of the day like Cantlay's the one who won that event that rom withdrew from yeah rom got zero fedex cup points for that event he i got don't even zero like money. saying the word withdrew you know yeah no yeah he got basically dq'd like he had to leave and forced to leave right and if he didn't if that didn't happen obviously he's going into I don't I don't know if he's going into East Lake number one in the FedEx Cup because Cantley still won the week before. Yeah. Right. And like if you if you win that week before East Lake, you're pretty much first in the FedEx Cup points. So yeah. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's the big unknown here. But, but it's dude, like he, one stroke, you know. He lost by one stroke to this guy. Yeah. One stroke. And he started many strokes behind. So it's just, it's insane to me. Like, I just feel like this whole season, like John Rom, Patrick Cantley's probably going to win player of the year, but I really think it's John Rom. Like, 100%. Yeah. I mean, the guy went through so much shit, and the, I, really the FedEx Cup should be his. I mean, that one stroke for him to miss, basically have a win taken away from him is insane. You know, but yeah, it is what it is. I, I mean, that's my take on it. it. Just kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth. But the one, the one thing that I will say that I like left with the tour championship, super stoked about is my boy Kevin Na. Like, yeah, dude walks away with the solo third, um, best finish he's ever had um, in a in a in a season. He had a win, 
He had a lot of top fives, top tens. His game's coming on super strong. I know we're going to jump into Ryder Cup picks down the road, but his name's got to be right there at the top. I know he's not. I know he's not like near the top with with rankings, but I don't know, man. I mean, when you're when you're a captain, you kind of go got to go with like the hot hand, right? And I think yeah. that he's got definitely one of them. So, but I was really proud of him. Super excited for him, and I hope that he gets a chance to do something he's never done and play in team competition. But yeah, great. Yeah, great event. I just think that they need to look at the the format a little bit and and see what what what, what will work better. Yeah, yeah. I I think you'll see some changes maybe in the future, but yeah, dude. Back to the Kevin Knott point though, man. He tore it up. Him and Rom. I mean, if it was just a straight up tournament, they both tied for first. And yeah. Kevin Nod nah, though, man. Like he's not overly long off the tee, you know, and he's just lethal. And his putting is so good. And if he's not in the Ryder Cup, I'm gonna be so upset because yeah. I just want to see putts walked in in match. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he's so good with the wedge in his hand. He's so good with the sputter in his hand. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, one thing I did think it was interesting learning really about today um, was that Na and Rom were recognized as the winners of the tournament for the world golf rankings. Um, so they don't yeah. take this whole FedEx cup format to heart when it comes to that, but yet they do it for, you know, the world's going to be crowned the champion. Yeah. So yeah, what a clusterfuck. It really is. Like, so that's why it's just like, listen, if it's not all in sync, if it's not all in perfect harmony, then it's, it's broken. You know, like yeah, you need to figure yeah. out a way where it just all works together. I don't know why they care. Like, you know, when Phil won the tour championship one year, but Tiger won the FedEx cup or when Justin Rose won the FedEx cup and Tiger won the tour champ, like who cares? It's kind of cool that you have two people up there. Like it's yeah. the end. It's the accumulation of the whole season. Like it's different. Right. Like I think people understood it. I don't know. I don't know if there was anyone really complaining about it. I sure yeah, as hell wasn't. I loved it. You know? I like, you know, I loved, like I, we talked about earlier uh, before the pod, like I love the fact that there can be two, but I also love the fact that there can also still just be one. You can mm-hmm. you can do the sweep. And I think that's dope. Like that's a fat check. And that, that just means that's, that's just, that just shows you that you were the best golfer of the season. I mean, you, yeah. you had the best season and you won the final tournament. That and is- a lot of them, and I want to say out of like, I don't know how many there have been, like maybe six or seven, but most of them were that, right? Like most of them were, yeah. was the same guy. Um, I don't know. It just kind of sucks because I feel bucks. like you kind of took a win away from Kevin Na or John Rahm, right? Yeah. And John Rahm already had a win taken away from him this year. But like Kevin Na is a guy, he's a journeyman. He's been, he's, he's won once. Uh, over the last four years um, each year, which is pretty, something to say right there. It's just consistency. He's winning every single year. Yeah. Um, How long has he been on tour now? Like 13 years? Dude. Something like that? Longer, I think. Yeah. But like, or, it's either 13 or 17. I think it's, it might be 17. 13 just, or 17. Two different yeah, numbers. Yeah, he there. put out a post today and he literally wrote the number down. And that's why I think I'm it's, I think it's eight. I think it's 18, dude. Is it? Shit. Well, yeah. Cause I think he, I think he's been up. at it for a long time. So, but he, um, to take a win away from Kevin though is like big time. You know, like Rom has quite a bit of wins. He's gonna have a lot more, a little younger in his career, a little more star power. But to take a win away from Kevin's like that's big, and especially being a tour championship. Like if Kevin could win a tour championship, that'd be the biggest win of his his career. Absolutely, and like you want it for a guy like that, especially after the season he's had. He's like in playoffs too. He's just been there, and he's 
dude, he's he's moving the needle for the game. I think I honestly think that like you, you wouldn't expect him to be the guy that has like a ton of star power, but I think he does. Even in his in his veteran stages, like the guy moves the needle. I, I'm a huge Kevin Knopf fan. I wouldn't have been a fucking idiot and looked ridiculous at my Ritz Carlton Golf Club Orlando and made that stupid ass video uh, in person. By the way, Kevin someone Knopf, ripped that <laughs> video off. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I was like, you dude, know, what, hey, how original is that? It's flattering, really. You know, been been there before. You know, not just yeah. on that trick shots as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was a good idea. I had a great idea. I've been sit. I was sitting on that idea for so long, and thank God, Kevin, like got into form and i was like oh he's trending like we're posting let's go he loved, he loved it dude he texted yeah. he texted me right he was like, hey where, where can you send me that video with ryan in hd like he yeah. wanted it so i was like yeah. okay right. you, you got it dude yeah man i really wanted it for him so bad and and i, I don't know I, I i can't say that i was always a big kevin not fan i think it's like i think it was just as of like last year, I started becoming like a big fan of his and he's always smiling. He's always so positive. And, you know, you see his social posts and how he's engaging and he's, he's just funny and he's just a good freaking dude. And like to, to have the season end the way it did. And he's like, you know, sitting in third, I mean, Oh, boo hoo. He's taking home a fat check, but still it would have been nice to be able to, you know, Oh yeah. See, I mean, he's he made so much, it. he's made so much money. I mean, the money counts and matters for him, but at the end of the day, I think these wins and, his his yeah. legacy is going to matter a lot to him as well. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's all around good dude. Um, I'm I'm happy for him, and I hope that he gets you know selected for the Ryder Cup. So we'll we'll yeah. have to see there. So yeah, yeah enough tour championship. It's behind us. We're gonna we're gonna close down the previous season. We got the new one firing up here pretty soon too. We've got some uh, some eh, eh tournaments that close the year. Um. With the Hero World Challenge, which is uh, sad to see that Tiger won't be, you know, participating in that. Yeah, event, you know what's funny event. about that? I was thinking about that the other day. Like that was Tiger's first tournament back when he made like his comeback after a really long hiatus that one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in like I don't know what year it was, maybe like 2017, 2018, something like that. Yeah. No, no, it, was, it might have even been before that. Shit, I don't know. Maybe 2016, and uh, I was. I was just so excited he was coming back and I was like, fuck it. I'm buying a flight to the Bahamas. <laughs> I booked some <laughs> I booked a room at the Bob Marley resort. <laughs> Not, I didn't go Bahamar. This was like early Coach Rusty stages, like broke as a joke. <laughs> and I was like, screw it. I'm making it happen. So I went and watched him. I was like, I was telling my mom, I was like, Mom, I'm going to the Bahamas. I'm going to watch Tiger Woods play. You never know. It could be the last time you ever see him play. I got I gotta go to this tournament. And so I went and I watched him and do that. That tournament is so sick. It is it is tight. I I just went by myself, like bought a ticket, got on an airplane, stayed at the coolest resort ever. Um, Bob Marley's mother was like on the property. It's, it was Bob Marley's really? actual. It was his actual place. It was his resort. It was like his favorite property in the Bahamas. They bought it. They put a resort on it, and his mother was was there, which was crazy. She's super old and like. Yeah, you know, whatever. But it's still cool. But yeah, yeah that's cool. World it's like Challenge. twenty players or so. It's like not that many players. Yeah, playing. yeah. Best of the best are invited, and um, I think when I was there, I can't remember who won. It might have been like Justin Rose or something like that. But it was, it was cool. Justin Rose lived in in the Bahamas for a little while. He, I guess, he just recently moved back to uh to Britain or wherever he resides now. But he was, yeah. he was like the Bahamas yeah, man for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he did. All right, we'll take us to the next segment. Are we jumping over to uh, Buy or Sell? Yes. 
Let's do it. I got a couple written down here. You know, buy or sell. It's just a fun one. We fire them off. You buy or sell. First one. This is a debate. I was playing uh, golf the other day with uh, someone, and I was going to bring my speaker out, and they're like, nah, 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 nah. Like, no music. I'm good. Buy or sell. Is golf better with music? 1,000% buy. It's way better. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I don't even care if it's a competitive round. Um, I'm just like loose- an idiot for... Yeah, it just... Lo- it loosens well no it's a it's a good question because i sell i sell amp caddy speakers on my store and i'll promote it sometimes and it's an unbelievable to see the divide in the comments you get some really yeah. uh you know you get some hardcore people that step in and they're just so ag- against it but to me i think it loosens everybody up in the crew even if you're playing for money or whatever you find a station that everyone can vibe with and you play golf you know it's yeah. I, I think it's it's almost weird when you don't have it. Um, everyone kind of, like, you kind of have a moment where you're like, Hey, anyone got any tunes? And yeah, then you start playing it and then you kind of all start playing better. And you're like, Oh man, we should have had this been going from the beginning. Right. 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 Yeah. You get so. a little rhythm. Yeah. You know, I always keep my, my, uh, little Puma pop top, not the mini, but the big one. That's a dope ass speaker. It's got like yeah. a strap. You can strap it to anything and it's got a ball marker and a bottle opener on it. So, so sick. But uh, yeah, man, I'm tunes all the way. I I get pissed off when I forget my speaker. But at the at the Ritz Carlton, we've got like the you know the screens that show your yardage. They've also mm-hmm. got speakers on them, and you can like connect through Bluetooth to your golf cart and play music. So sick! Oh, that's pretty cool. Who, that's awesome. Who, I I've never seen that anywhere else. Maybe I'm oblivious and I just haven't noticed it. But they put it on our gol- golf cart. I've and I was like, never this even. Is so sick. I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh my gosh! So they're not super loud, and I think that's by design, but. Mm-hmm. loud enough while you're in your cart so it's pretty dope let well let's expand on this real quick not not buy or sell wise but let's expand on the topic of music what what are we listening to what's your go-to and on the course I, so i like my go-to number one is always going to be like old school hip-hop like okay. ni- and that's usually going to be like 90s but it's just like like banger after banger like yeah, I don't know. And some of them are corny, cheesy songs, you know, that you're like, okay, I would really never listen to other than maybe just out here on this playlist or whatever. But it's just, it's always like good vibes, man. Like, cause it's like, you can be out on the green, like walking off the green or like, you know, come to the tee box <laughs> and like a song comes on and like you guys, you and all your boys haven't heard it in like years. And you're like, oh yeah. man, you remember this song? And like, it, I don't know. It kind of like brings out more stories where you talk about, how this, what this song reminds you of, but right. that's always been my go-to man. I just feel like it's always like 80% just hits. And then there's like always that one or two that slide in and you're like, what, what's this, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I can always get down with little, with the little nineties hip hop, little Craig Mac. Um, love me some Craig Mac, but I gotta be honest. It's so funny. Cause I was thinking about this in the car and I was like, you know, it's so funny how, the music I listen to on the golf course is nothing like what I listen to when I'm at like driving in the car or at the gym or, or anything of that nature. Like I'm listening to more current stuff or I'm trying to find music when I'm out about out and about doing my thing. But on the golf course, it's always like something I used to love. So, so like all of a sudden I'm like a huge classic rock guy when I'm on the golf course sometimes, or I'm like listening to like old Dave Matthews band. And it's just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like that, that it's so, it's so funny (laughs) that that's like, what I choose to listen to on the course versus, you know, what I'm listening to when I'm driving home from the course. It's, it's pretty interesting, but I love, um, like a good Dave Matthews, uh, like Spotify radio playlist. 
because it'll mix it up with some good stuff or like some Hootie and the Blowfish. Oof. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Oh too. man, it's good golf music, man. It really is. I don't know. I don't know why, but I love it so much on the course. But yeah, it's it's interesting how it varies. But yeah, we'll move on to uh, the next buy or sell. Also, you know, if we do any clips on this in the in the comments, let us know what uh, you're vibing to on the course as well. We'd love to hear it, and uh, maybe we can play a couple tunes uh, leading up. We'll, we'll create an intro to the next podcast with the most voted for song. Okay, Absolutely. <laughs> I'm an idiot. All right. Uh, okay. Morning golf is better than afternoon golf by yourself. I'm going to buy. It, and before you elaborate and, and expand, are you buying specific to a certain location, like regionally or like due to weather or just everywhere? That's a good question. Um, and I'm going to have to elaborate there because I think in general, I'm going to just say buy because I like knowing that like, I like getting up early to go play because it's like the first thing that you're doing. You're focusing on playing. You're looking forward to it the night before. So your mind is like, like, especially if it's around, you're like really excited about like, maybe you'll even go online and like take a little tour of the course or like look at the scorecard, maybe even think about your strategy a little bit on the first couple holes. <laughs> Usually for a guy like me, it goes completely to shit quick. So it's like, why did I even waste my time on that? But it's still like right. a little fun hobby that I've got. Um, but you wake up, you get ready, you go, um, maybe your warm up isn't maybe as, as, as long as you'd like it to be. Maybe it is depending on how, how quick you can get there. But I, there's something about just like getting out of the course early where it's like still like the sun's rising. It's a little, like, just like a little cooler out. Maybe you can wear a, a little bit of dew, little dew on the, you know, that morning you can, dew, <laughs> <that> morning dew <laughs> just hits different. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you're chasing the the landscaping crew or the you know out there on the course, just right, barely ahead of you, and so like I don't know, something about it I love. But if you about the geography, like you asked that question, obviously it's a benefit if you're going to be doing it on like a coastal course, um, like the fact that you know we played um, on the coast on Monday last week. Um, playing early is going to benefit you because if you go play at like three or four, the winds are going to be up. Band and same thing, right? You're going to be playing in the afternoon. It's going to be super windy. So, you know, you get the benefit of the morning where it's a little more calm, but think about that I think sunset at Trump though. That, oof. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. So. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's golf is just great. Anytime you can play it, you go play it. Right. But right. If I had to choose, it's definitely gonna be the morning. I think. All right. Well, in general, I'm going to sell. I'm going to say that I'd prefer to play in the afternoon versus the morning. Here's why. I always tend to play a little bit better. Um, I, I think my body's just been in motion throughout the day, and I'm just a little bit more fluid in the morning. I get a little tight. And and like you said, there, you know, you show up in the morning and you feel almost like it's a, you're about to go play a damn tournament. You know, like, all right, morning, early morning, get that coffee going, mm -hmm. you know, get out on the range, get a couple in, putt a little bit. It's nice and quiet, you know, and then it's like the calm before the storm. And then normally the storm <laughs> is just me playing like shit. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I prefer the afternoon. And I think that's probably because I have been in Florida for so long and, you know, playing in the morning does have its benefits. It's a little bit cooler, but it's still just like you wake up in the morning and it's fucking humid and you just feel like mm -hmm. ass and like you feel hungover if, if you didn't drink the night before. It's just gross. You know, you're leaking from your crevices and 
You don't want nice. to be doing that that early in the day. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that my is, underwear that, are ruined and it's eight o'clock. Like, that well, doesn't sound very pleasant. No. Yeah, no, it's not. So, you know, end of the day, and I don't know what it is, but I love like being one of the last guys to return a cart. As dicky as that sounds, I think it's so cool. Just like you just spent the whole day out here, you're grinding, and then uh, you're wrapping up your round, and you're one of the last guys to return the cart. Very few cards in the parking lot. You just feel like a fucking legend you're like not the first one in but i'm but i'm the last one out yeah i don't think that the car porn guys really feel the same way about you at that point but you know yeah Uh, trust me i know i was one for for many years but you know i i i think it varies also like if i'm on a golf buddies trip like when we went to bandon like nothing was like our round at sheep you know we wake up super early like the sun is not even up yet you know, we're making coffee. No one's really talking to each other, but we know we're about to go have a fucking great day, you know? Yeah. And yeah. and we're just, we're just kind of like, you know, getting all our things together, getting, you know, bundled up, making that cup of coffee, walking out, you know, cup of coffee still in hand, walking up to the tea box and it's a little bit chilly and you know it's going to warm up and you're looking forward to ripping that hoodie off and, you know, you can still see your footprints, you know, as you're yeah walking down and it's, yeah, it's it special, is cool. Man. So, you know, so when you have like a, an environment like that and you're on a buddy's trip, I think it is really cool to play in the morning. Um, because if you are on a buddy's trip by the afternoon, you're probably sloshed and, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting thing to look at, you know, I never really thought about it, but all right. Uh, next one, I saw a tweet about this and I couldn't agree more, which gives my answer away, but buy or sell range balls should always be included with your round of golf. I'm going to sell. I mean, I, I like paying the extra five, seven bucks, you know, to... you fucking weirdo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I, yeah, absolutely. It should be. It's insane. Like there's a course here that I play regularly. Um, I like the course a lot. It's like 80 bucks to play there, which is not cheap. Right. Like, you know, and I think it's like 120 to play. Like if you play like in a prime time in the morning or something, and you have to buy a bucket of balls. Like they're always like, yeah. would you like a ra- bucket of range balls? And like the first time or two that I got asked that question, I was like, yeah, of course that'd be great. Like, okay. Yeah. That'd be an extra like five bucks for a medium bucket seven for, I'm like, wait, what? Like in the ranges, like, you know, it's not like the range that you went down to in Florida where it's got like the targets, but it kind of has some different targets. So it's, it's kind of like a fun range to hit. And if you do hit, the target it's kind of like a big gong noise and stuff so it's it's kind of fun but and it's like a flex gonna, you're like yeah that's right fuckers yeah but it's like i, I don't want to pay five seven bucks more for that like i don't really even like going to the range in general but what i do like is hitting like 10 balls like i want to go get because i'm like a, i'm a big breakfast ball guy i am okay so at the end of the day like I don't want to go to the tee box and just like hit my first or have my first swing of the day, but like knowing I have a breakfast ball, depending on who I play with, um, <laughs> gives me like that comfort. Like this morning I played early and I took a breakfast ball. I hit two line drives, like pretty much dead pole left and they ended up being okay. But I literally hit them both the same. My, my two balls were literally almost touching each other. It was insane. But like, I wish I would have went to the range and maybe I could hit like five drivers and work that out to where, you know, my first shot of the day could be in play and a little bit better right. to where I could start my round a little faster, but a whole bucket of balls. Now I don't, I don't need to pay for it, but I would like to get one for free and hit as many as I'd like as little as I like and just move on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, 
I will buy. I think range ball should definitely be included. I will say there probably are a couple exceptions out there, like a golf course that's just bent over and struggling financially and they need to make income wherever they can. And, you know, they might not have a great food and beverage program. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where a ton of money is for a lot of these facilities, especially the nicer ones. I mean, F and B is what, what rakes it in for them. So, you know, I get it, but you know, I think, I think it should be included. And I think that you could sneakily factor that in your price, no matter where you are and what facility you're in. But, you know, I mean, I, I, I also think that it, it does a lot, for, for a golf course when range balls are included, I understand that um, like little munis can get taken advantage of and people can just show up onto the range, but like you could, you could battle that. You could just keep them behind the counter and be like, Hey, I want to hit the range and they'll just hand you, you know, a bucket of balls or a bag of balls, mm-hmm. like no big deal. But yeah, I mean, I think it for overall, in, in terms of the experience, if range balls are included, it's just going to want to, it's going to incentivize the locals to want to be there all the time. They're like, shit, I'll go play, but I'm going to show up an hour, maybe two hours early and get a good practice in you know, free of charge. They just bake it into their, into their green fees and it it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, it should always be included. I I love the range. I'm a range rat. I mean, I'll go to the range by and buy balls. I have no problem doing that. That's why I'm there. It's just to practice, Um, you know, but it, it, it should definitely be included, man. And I I think it would just do, do wonders for a lot of facilities if they adopted that. So I think everyone agrees with this. Um, even people who do charge for range balls, I think they're just in a position where they have to, like you were saying, and they're, they're not creative enough to figure out a solution to bake it in somewhere else because you're right. They easily could do that. And it leaves the player with a much better experience leaving the course, you know, knowing that they can play a round of 18, get a whole practice round uh, or practice in whether it's short course uh, or just on the range. And it's just all provided. Like it just makes a much better experience. Yeah, definitely. It it is great when you just show up and you see those like wooden crates filled with balls just right on the range, and you just know you can go over there and smack the shit out of them at your leisure. It's 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 a what a feeling, what a rush. Hundred percent. It's amazing. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna talk about Ryder Cup on the out of bounds segment here coming up. So we'll finish off by ourselves uh, with a little Ryder Cup uh, theme slash prediction. Buy or sell? USA wins the Ryder Cup this year. Buying it, buying it big time. USA is bringing it back, dude. Non-biased buy or or like you're confident? I'm I'm confident. I think that the players um, top to bottom are better in the USA this time around. Um, I like the team. I there's a few people that have big question marks, and we're still uh, weary whether like Brooks is going to play. We're you know weary of who Stricker's going to pick as his captain's picks, which we'll we'll get into on the out of bounds segment, but. Um, I like the youth, the youthfulness to this team that's already shaping up. Um, I like the grit of this team that's already shaping up. I think there's some real winners and some people who, who want to win, um, for the country and for their team. And I don't think we've had a lot of that, um, in the past. So like, I was stoked that Phil's going to be a part of the team as a vice captain, but not part of the team. Like, even though yeah. when he won the PGA championship, I was like, he's going to be on the Ryder cup now. And, and I know a lot of people are like, well, dude, he's one of the best players in you know the history of golf. Like he should be on, like, no, he shouldn't be like, I don't want him to be on the Ryder cup team. Like he isn't consistent right now. Like he had an amazing PGA championship and he won like hats yeah, off. And he was, a, and he was a dick to me, you know, too. So yeah. And he was such a dick to coach rusty. It's not <laughs> even fair. So, uh, but yeah, like I, I, I don't know, man, I think top to bottom, like 
you looked at Europe last time around. I know you were there. Um, they just were a better team. You know, they yeah. were. I mean, top to bottom. And, and they have really good chemistry. I still think that's going to be their secret sauce is that the European team, just they genuinely have a good time together. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Padraig Carrington's their captain is one of the most likable guys. And I think they're going to want to play really well for him. Um, I don't Steve Stricker kind of juries out. I think people like Steve Stricker, but I don't think he's like the, the guy who's going to run through a wall for, you know? So I think that that's the secret sauce that the European team has and it's pretty impactful, you know, and it scares me, but I, I think the USA team's going to come back or I think we're going to win and bring the trophy back home. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to buy as well. I agree. USA, USA wins it. I mean, look at, look at, you know, the list of guys that are available for captain's picks and look at the guys that are already in. I mean, it's unreal. You, yeah. You've got, you, you we're stacked in, in, in a match play setting. Like, they're intimidating guys too. I mean, these they're brutes. So yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, it's really plain and simple. I think USA is going to win it for sure. So, you know, with our picks, let's let's dive in a little bit more. We'll head out of bounds and we'll talk a uh, Ryder Cup. Yeah. So Ryder Cups um, taking place in a few weeks in Whistling Straits. Uh, great course. Ryan went there this last year on uh, difficult circumstances. Really bad weather. I went there back in like twenty um, seventeen. And actually I was back there 2015 when Jason day won the PGA championship. Sorry. And then I played there, uh, the year prior in 2014 and perfect weather, great course. Like it's, it's a beautiful course right there on the water. Uh, it definitely can play extremely difficult as Ryan, uh, attested to on the podcast, um, a couple months ago, if the weather is, is, is playing is bad, uh, you're in for some serious challenges with the wind. Yeah the elements, everything around it, it's just going to be super tough. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, the, the USA team, we got Steve Stricker as our captain, we got Patrick Harrington as captain of the European team. Um, I think the, the locks right now on the United States team, um, the only question mark obviously is Brooks Kepka. what's going to happen with his wrist injury that took place. That was pretty gruesome, that swing. Like you see yeah. something like that happen, or you hear about it and you're kind of like, Oh, golfers, big pussies or whatever. And you see the swing and him just like release the club. And then you see the picture of the root. I mean, that's got to fucking kill. Oh, absolutely. Especially with the speeds these guys are swinging at dude. Yeah. Brutal. That's got to kill. I I hope he's okay. I mean, the bummer. I really wanted to see him play uh, Portnoy. Uh, That would have been tomorrow. Um, you know, I know it's all for show and shit, but it would have been really fun to watch. Um, I yeah. think anything with Portnoy is usually pretty entertaining. So going to miss out on that. But, you know, I, I so here's where I'm at. Okay, I'm just going to come right out with it. I, I really want Stricker to look at the captain's picks differently than I think most have in the past. You've got some amazing names that didn't automatically qualify. You have gold medalists. Xander Shoffley, he didn't qualify, so he's going to for sure be a captain's pick. There's no way he's not going to pick him. Tony Finau, who has had recent success um, in President's Cups and and Ryder Cup, didn't qualify, but he just won an event a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks ago. Um, And he's like the second off the list, so I think you kind of got to go with the hot hand there. It'd be silly not to pick him. Um, Then you got like Harris English, who's had a great season. Um, mm-hmm. he's won once, but he's been in contention many times. Yep. 
he's right there. It'd be hard to see anyone pass up on Harris, even though he's not really had a lot of uh, experience in team play. You got Jordan Spieth, who finally got over the hump, won, uh, won an event and has been right there all year, played really well in some of the majors. And Jordan's obviously had lots of experience in team play and he's got great chemistry with the other players. So it'd be hard to see him not get picked. And then after that, it's like, it's just a lot of like, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. You got like Patrick Reed, right. Who's, who's always been there. And, yep. You got Sam Burns. Sam Burns right who's had a great year. Yeah. He's had a great year. You've you got, got Kevin Kisner. You've got, I mean, Kevin Nas all the way down at 19 right now. Uh, even after this last week, but it's, I don't know, man. I, to me personally, Ryan, like I want to see Stricker like pick players based on what they've done for us lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the way the Ryder cup points work. It's a body of work over a period of time. And these guys have had even longer time because of the delay in this Ryder cup should have played last year. And I don't know. I think that the way that the six automatic qualifiers work is that body work. You earned your spot over those couple of years, but I think the six captains fix should be different. It should be about what you've done for me lately us as like Americans and us as a team, I think want to have the hottest golfers out on the course. Like I don't think I don't want Webb Simpson on this team. Okay. I'm just going to throw that out right yeah. now. Like, yeah, I think he's a great team. guy. I think he's a great guy. Good, 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 good guy. Thank you. Fuck off. Don't be on the team, please. Cause he brings zero passion out there. And he's just like a safe player, you know, like when he catches fire and he plays well, like he's, he can do it, you know, but I feel like you need to have a little bit of passion and grit. And I just don't see it at the guy. Like I'd rather have Daniel Berger is another guy who's on the bubble. I'd rather see Berger out there playing than Webb Simpson, you know, uh, Scotty Scheffler's on the bubble. I haven't seen enough from him where I'm like, Oh, he's gotta be the guy, you know? Um, but I'd rather see Scheffler than Webb Simpson just being real, you know? So, yeah, but I will say right now, if I were to pick six, I would pick Xander. I'd pick Finau. I'd pick Spieth. I'd pick Harris English. I'd pick Kisner. And I'd pick Kevin Na. That would be my six. Throw, throw I, one more in there since Brooks is unclear. Because uh, I don't know who the who who who, who, who goes in if, if Brooks doesn't play. I'd probably pick Berger. If 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 Brooks doesn't play, then Xander, I think, gets the automatic bid. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, I'd probably pick Berger. And like I'm I'm not including Patrick Reed. Um, I know that I've I beat up on him a lot on like the memes page and stuff, but he was a distraction at the president's cup, like just flat out distraction. And I know it was just coming off the heels of him cheating down in the Bahamas and shit. And like that was obviously a, the big reason why people were giving him a lot of shit and stuff. But I felt strongly they should have just told him to stay home. Like it was a big right. distraction. You know, he got into uh, Kessler got into an altercation with the fan down there and like got in trouble. And you know, because dude, they're all like even here, like even here in America, like there's going to be people talking shit to him. And yeah, I just I mean, think the, it's the not Captain worth it. America thing is so gone for me. Like I never really got into that anyways, mm-hmm. just because you know okay, you played great at Ryder Cups and people loved it. It's, it doesn't make you Captain America, in my opinion. But, <clears throat> you know, so that that's never really existed for me. And, and he's coming off that double pneumonia, you know. It's like, how healthy is he, yeah. really? 
you know, I mean, he's not, it's no secret. He's not in the greatest shape of all the guys on tour and to come off of a serious illness like that. I mean, well, he, yeah, he played this last week and I know he didn't yeah. play great, but it was, it was I mean, touch and go. I mean, it said like, I read an article. It was like, it was pretty serious for him. Like they were like, yeah. didn't know if he was going to like get through it or, or I was like, Holy shit. Um, yeah. I, I just think like with this, it's just a team event, even though golf is so individual, I just think like, you pretty much can count on getting a point from Patrick for sure. Like on Sunday, like I think he's going to take down whoever you put him against, yeah. but it's what happens on Friday, Saturday, and even just like leading up to it and the interviews and just like the team chemistry, you even have his wife. That's like talking shit to about speed, about not being paired with them anymore. And this and that it's like, what are we, are we in high school here? It's like, Right. It's an honor and a privilege to go play for your country. Like who gives a fuck who your captain puts you with, you know, it's like, go out there and suit up and play like, and what was even crazy about it too, is he was paired with tiger woods, the greatest fucking golfer in the history of the world. I don't care like what circumstances is going on. If you get to play with tiger woods, you should be pretty happy. You know? Right. I mean, you should and, just be happy to fucking be there. Yeah, you no, know, right. You but, should be happy just to be there. But the fact that you're paired with tiger woods and you just shit the bed both times that you did play with Tiger Woods. Why is your wife chirping to the media that you're mad that you didn't get to play with Jordan? It's like, yeah. it's like disrespectful to Tiger. It's like, oh, right. I wanted to play with Jordan, but he didn't want to play with me. So I'm going to play with Tiger Woods now. It's like, are you fine? Like it, that's the yeah. thing that bothered me because I was at Hazeltine uh, when we won and Patrick was dubbed Captain America and he was fucking amazing. Like I watched him and Jordan play together. I saw him hold it from the fairway. Like it would, dude. It was electric. I mean, he was, I was like, who the fuck's this guy? Like I, I knew of him, but I didn't really like know too much. And I was like really impressed and we were following him around. And I honestly, like if he can make it and get picked, the only way that he like can bring back any sort of like likeness where the fans can like rally around him again is if he brings that 2016 Hazeltine vibes with him. Like yeah. if he pulls some of that shit off, I don't know. I mean, he can kind of come out of this thing and win back some people, you know, but yeah. the thing is, is he yeah, just I continues mean, to find a way to fuck up. Yeah. I, I won't say that I'm like, I dislike Patrick Reed in, incredibly. Like I, 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 I don't have a negative outlook on the guy whatsoever. Um, so I wouldn't, none of my opinions will be biased upon that. And fact is I, I've had pretty good conversations with him and he's, and he's a pretty nice guy. He really is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think you have to look at it. I, I think you have to take the fans into consideration a lot when it comes to these events, because dude, like when I was in Europe, I'm going to tell you right now, like we got our ass beat so much harder. I think because the fans were so electric and so supportive of, of their players. Like, yeah. I think that, I think that that really does go such a long way. I mean, home field advantage is, is a thing for a reason. Right. And so when you're, when you're picking these players, I think you need to, not necessarily make the obvious pick or go on the pick of statistics. You need to pick the players like, you know, that like you said differently. And I think you need to pick the players that are going to thrive in that environment. And also the, the fans are going to kind of thrive with as well and build that electric feeling. Cause once that, once that feeling gets intertwined between the fans and the players, I mean, it just creates, it creates something. It's, it's, yeah. it, you can't really put words behind it, but I mean, you know, so that's why I think it's important. Like I think Kisner should definitely be there. Like he's a match play beast, but he's got a huge fan base. He's a fucking American, you know? And, and I think that he he'll, 
he'll create some buzzer around that place. So I think, you know, if I were to, I would swap Reed with Kisner all day. You know, he's not, he's not yeah. the longest player off the tee, you know? Um, and, and, but I think that's okay. You know, they're, they're, it, it, it's a long course, you know, it's going to be beneficial to be long, but you know, they're going to be playing match play, you know, like alternate or whatever format. And, you know, he doesn't necessarily need to be long off the tee. So, you know, I love Kisner. My, my six, um, outside of Shoffley, I got Nah, Spieth, Berger, Kisner, Harris English, and Finau. And mm-hmm. I, I, I would love to see all those guys out there. You know, I, I haven't had the opportunity to watch Harris English play a lot of golf, but mm-hmm. the golf I have watched him play, like, it's, it's pretty freaking enjoyable, man. Like, yeah, he's a great player. It's fun to watch him. Like, he's growing on me quite a bit. And um, he's just a very, you know, he's got that, like, resting bitch face kind of thing going on he just looks so serious and intimidating yeah. like i wouldn't want to be paired up against that guy i, I yeah. wouldn't. honestly didn't really follow him very much and when pat perez was here in dallas we went to dinner and he had you know his caddy with him and then he had harris english's caddy with him and like coolest guy ever he used to caddy for anthony kim and mm-hmm. so we just had tons of good stories and we we're just catching up and stuff but like I've, I've i've stayed in contact with them throughout the year because they've had a lot of good finishes. He's won and just kind of congratulated him on some stuff. And um, I don't know, just seeing, being around him, seeing how good a guy he is and hearing stories of Paris just through that night, that night and just like learning more about him. I'm like, dude, he's a good dude. Like he's a good guy. He's a great player. He's not someone who's like electric and he's going to like, wow, the crowd. But I think you step him into a team role like that. I think he's going to vibe well with all the players. I don't think he's going to cause any issues. And I think he's going to earn some points. I mean, we just need yeah. points on the board. That's what it's all about. And um, there's some good chemistry with some of these guys. Obviously, you put like Spieth and and uh, JT together. They're going to yeah. do well. You know, they're going to yeah. vibe well together. They're going to feel like they're down in Baker's Bay just playing some golf and, and having fun. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, how it goes. I think Cantley and Xander are buddies off the course, which is like shocking. I don't know how the fuck that's possible because Xander seems like such a cool guy, but um, they vibed well down at the president's cup and, you know, they'll be back and playing together again. So um, I don't know. I'm, I'm really anxious to see what these picks are. Do you know when he selects these picks? I mean, it's gotta be like this week, right? Yeah. should be soon. I'm not sure the exact date. We'll look it up, but yeah. I mean, cause like, I, mean, I think they right. probably want to, get some practice in and, and just like prepare. I, I assume they'd want to do something quick. Yeah. I, I'm going to be, it's going to be fun to watch Bryson in, in this. I think I'm yeah. like really looking forward to it. It's going to be interesting because, you know, obviously the fans have mixed opinions on him. I have nothing but great opinions on him. Of course, I disagree with some of the things he's done, but it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm like really excited to, to watch Bryson playing this yeah. thing. I think he's going to rip the ball. Oh God, I can't wait. It's going to be good. Yeah. But yeah, whistling's tough. It's Yeah. It's tough. No, it's a, I think it'll be a good course for him. I really do. Like I think he'll do well there. I And listen, this is a moment where I feel like you know, some of these guys have already played in Ryder Cups, but this is a point where like Bryson, he's got he's had some controversial stuff that he's done um on the course off the course. But this is a moment for him where if he steps in and plays well, he can, I mean, no one's going to come in and stake claim to Captain America. I don't think anybody wants that term anymore at this point, but like, yeah, at the end of the day, like this is where you can become great. Like this is a moment where the fans can see you, you know, under the lights playing your best 
for your country, for your team and how you respond to the pressure, how you respond to like the team. And like, you see, like when, when the, the European team won in France, seeing Tommy Fleetwood out there, like on the ground, he was just like, you know, like so happy for yeah. Frankie and so happy for John Rom. And I mean, that's cool, man. Like, like, and like, yeah. I got to meet Tommy and like, I know you did at the U S open and stuff. Greatest guy ever. Like, Honestly, he has to be one of the nicest guys out there in golf. Yeah. And, but to see him, how passionate he was about that experience and how happy he was for his players. I don't know. There's not a lot of that on the U S side. Like, yeah, there's just not, I think the president's cup had better vibes this last time around than the Ryder cup did over in France. And I just think part of that was just, they were playing for tiger. Yeah, you know, it was all because Tiger was there. Yeah, yeah, I almost felt like they were more like playing for Tiger than they were playing for the country. Like that's how I, mean, I like, almost felt with it. You know, look at the Olympics as like an example. You know what I mean? Like I'm so glad Xander won. Like if anything, he's Captain America in my book. Like mm-hmm. he's pretty excited about it. But you know, it's it's you know there wasn't a lot of you know buzz to just go represent your country. And I think, like you said, th- th- these are big moments for these guys to not only grow their brand and their image and and like and and you know gain interest from the fans but like when when fans gain interest in players it's not just good for the fans it's not just good for the player themselves it's great for the game right the game needs people that you want to latch on to because it just makes you latch on to the game itself and you know it's extremely important and this environment does do that for a lot of people i mean patrick reed would never ever have had his you know moments of I wouldn't call it fame, but you know, Mm -hmm. you know, like people, he was beloved, you know, and you know, had he not had his performances and shown the passion and all just the roars and the, the fierceness in Ryder cups that never would have happened. So, I mean, it's it's a great point you made. I mean, it it, it is a huge moment um, for these guys, but also just huge for for golf. It really, really is. So I'm excited, man. I've, I I don't think I've, I've been so pumped for, for Ryder cup. I'm more pumped for this one than, the one I went to in Paris. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be good. I think we're, we're, we're stacked. I mean, we are stacked and, yeah. and it's, it's such a good golf course. I, I, I only got to play the front nine, which I was so bummed about, but like, it is gorgeous. It is unreal. It is, it's a, it's unreal. It, it's, it's so sick. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm so pumped, man. It's going to be good. It's gonna I'm be good. stoked. I'm going to go, I'm getting there Thursday night late. So I'll be there for all day, Friday, all day, Saturday. And then Sunday, I'm only going to be there I might not even go part of at all on Sunday because I've got to fly to Virginia. So I was hoping I could go like in the morning, maybe watch like the first group or two go out, which sucks because like if it's going to be like a tightly contested Ryder Cup, like you're gonna it's gonna suck to have to miss that. Um, yeah. You know, t- but I'm I'm stoked in general though. It's going to be so fun to watch. I just I'm anxious to see who he picks though. Um, I yeah. honestly don't know a whole lot about the the European team in terms of like who's on the bubble and who's going to be selected. I mean, over there, you've got to like look at it. You've you got to always include, you know, the Sergios and the Ian Poulters of the world. You know, like Hendrick Stenson's kind of fallen off. He hasn't really had a great season, but Lee Westwood obviously has played really well. I don't I don't know who's automatically qualified for them, but um, they're going to have a good team. I mean, they're going to have a lot of experience. They always and, do. You know, we'll see. I mean, those guys. I mean, you know how it is. Like golf, you could just go out there and just catch fire and play really well and bring your best over a course of a couple of days. And I mean, Ian Poulter, like 
even the last couple of Ryder Cups, like he was captain's picks, wasn't playing very well. And he'd show up to the Ryder Cup and just start holing out chip shots and just dropping 40 put putts and stuff. It's like, it's insane. Like it just brings the best out of the guy. Right. So, yeah, I'm um, sure we'll, we'll see a little Abe answer action probably. Is that correct? Um, no, he's, uh, I don't think Mexico qualifies. Oh, do they not? No, I don't think so. It's just the European countries. What am I, what am I thinking of when Abe played tiger? He played in the president's cup. That's right. Why am I, yep. I'm brain fart, you know, leave it, leave a dislike, leave a dislike. <laughs> it's yeah, all good, president's man. Cup. God, I, I don't know why I was thinking Spain. Obviously he's Mexican. I'm sorry. Abe. Yeah. That was, no, no, that, was my, that was my bad, bro. It's all It'd good. It'd be nice. Yeah. It'd be cool. Move, move to Europe, dude. Move. Yes. But yeah, I mean, dude, John Rom, best player in the world. You know, he's he's over there on their team. You know, leading the charge. So I mean, they're going to have a great team. There's no doubt about it. But it's going to be, I think, I think we're stacked. So let's just get our boy Kevin Na over there. That's all I want. So yeah, make it happen. dude, Kevin over there. I'd be, I I would love it. I think he gets picked, dude. Buy or sell, Kevin Na gets picked. I'm going to sell. I'm going to sell. I'm going to sell. I think he's going to get the short end of the stick. I texted him today and just gave him congrats on his season. And Mm -hmm. I said, Hey man, I I hope that you get picked for the Ryder cup, blah, blah, blah. Like hoping he'd like drop a nugget. Like, Oh yeah, dude, strict just told me I'm in bro. Or, you know, (laughs) no, he just said, thanks Travis. So, Oh man. Yeah. I hope he does, man. I hope so too. That'd be so fun. I would love to see putts being walked in. Imagine the, the roars from that. Yeah, people are loving him now too. Like, I mean, go to his latest post. Like, it's people love Kevin Na right now. So I, yep. I think it'd be a good pick, but we'll see. Strict, Strict knows what he's doing. I know there's a lot of work that goes into this captain uh, role, and he's got his vice captains and stuff. Um, I was kind of hoping Tiger would be somewhat a part of it. Um, you know, you've seen him up and about, and you see these vice captains rolling around like a golf cart at these events and stuff too. So I was like, ah, oh, it'd be cool if Tiger like yeah. made his like first like real up. public appearance at the Ryder Cup, you know, and he's rolling around. Like, I think that would fire up the players. I think that'd fire up the fans. And we yeah. need that, you know. So I was like, dude, that'd be sick. And you know, maybe he does show up in, in a different capacity. Yeah. But I wanted to see him with that headset on and you know, his, his USA jacket. I think it would be yeah be fire but calling everybody by their nicknames and stuff that's my favorite yes yeah so yeah good. So. so good but we're not gonna see it unfortunately but we'll see yeah we'll see but either way man it's uh it's been a good pod i believe i think that's yeah it's that's been a long one it's been a long one it's been we've been absent for a little bit but we're we'll be back on the grind a little bit more more regularly so we're gonna be like i said we keep saying that we keep saying that but we've been so busy and you know when we're busy it just makes for better pods it really does we uh like i said we're gonna be columbus so we'll have jason day uh event this week a lot of content coming from there but we will fire up a pod when we get back kind of recapping the event how things go down um maybe have jason on the pod here soon as well and then uh from there I'll do a podcast from Bandon Dunes. Oof, so jealous. I'll just that was I'll that was the, that was the first location where I ever did a podcast with you. I wasn't co-host, but I was just like on it. Yeah, and we we sat around that little fire pit outside the uh, cabins there. Man, that was cool. Yeah, was I'll so I'll, uh, I'll set up on like Sheep Ranch eighteen where uh, you were on in two and made a six. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that was I, still I had, the most wild thing ever. I you and AJ both, man. You and AJ both. 
Yeah. It's we'll, a, to, we'll make it back out there again. You can get place. redemption. Yeah, definitely. Chupka, hook it up. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, what a legend. But, yeah, Dude, man, have, have fun out there. I have to say, I was, Chepka sent me a book, Abandoned Dunes book, that has all the courses, a lot of pictures on it and stuff. It's very, it's up to date. He had Mike Kaiser sign it and says, enjoy the walk, Mike Kaiser. I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, I was like, is it the Dream Golf book? I have one. Well, I have this. This is one you're talking about, the Dream Golf. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, one I have. Yeah. This is, yeah, that's all their properties, right? Yeah, but there's a new book that it's over there and we got a bunch of shit on it, but, um, I yeah. must've got lost in the mail, I think. So, well, here's, well, I'll tell you a story. <laughs> I asked for something. I was like, Hey dude, could you guys donate something for my charity event? Da, da, da. And he goes, yeah, dude, we could donate. I can get one of these books signed by Kaiser. And I thought he was going to send two. Like I keep one and I donate one or whatever. And it came in and I'm not going to lie. Like I opened it up and it abandons <laughs> my favorite place in the world. Like, and it's signed by the fucking like, designer and shit i'm like i'm gonna have to keep this that's what i did yeah yeah no shame i'm no shame in admitting that i kept it it's there it's gotta be one of my top five you know possessions so i'm pretty excited about it so that's pretty cool yeah so but yeah but i'll be there we'll uh we'll film a pod so but uh always a pleasure uh, bring your baby powder bring your baby powder (laughs) don't forget it's brutal out there I will be my number one thing I pack plus my, my CBD roll on. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, see you in Columbus.